Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Ning Hookup on ESPN Lincoln. Good morning, Lincoln, Nebraska. Happy Wednesday. Happy first of the month. Happy Groundhog Eve. All that. Groundhog Day Eve. It's tomorrow. Yeah, we all caught you off guard, didn't I? All of it. Happy Hump Day. It's the first of the month. Rent due. Pay the bills. Out of all the holidays, that is one I do not remember. That well, I... you will because we, you will know why. We'll talk about it later. Why everybody will remember February the 1st again. Because something happened again on the same day this morning. Same day. Wait, isn't Groundhog Day tomorrow? It's tomorrow. But you'll remember Groundhog Eve now. A lot of people will. <laughs> now something happened twice on the same day a year apart. We'll get to that. But here in a minute, we're going to have Robin Washett coming on with us, talking Husker hoops last night. Man, let down disappointing. Yeah, it was. With a, with a valiant effort for a long time. We'll talk NFL. There, oh, boy. There's a lot of NFL stories, huh? Uh, yeah, there's, there's a, a lot. few. There's a few. There's a few. A few NFL stories that won uh, over the night and the morning that uh, got us going. What's trending at 10? National Signing Day. Hello. A day that is uh, kind of forgotten for most. Not for all, but for most. Because of early signing day. Another daily parlay. And a whole lot, man. A whole lot. Will Wilson, how are you this morning? Dart League kicked off last night. It did, yeah. We uh, yeah, we had to play on Tuesday because our game Monday couldn't work out. So we played Tuesday. And? Was it a carryover from last year? Let me just say that I don't, don't expect much change here in this season compared to last why? Because it's, it's not like the talent has changed around the league, and it's not, not like we have gotten great. Can you just like have meetup time at the bar, like, and just practice? We do. We practice. We practice more than you think. Do you need like a coach? Mm, actually, that that might not be a bad idea. But I mean, there's already pretty much coaches there because of how good everybody is. Yeah. So like we lost. Like, I feel like a scene of like you need like um. Oh, dodgeball. What's the guy's, what's the coach's name? Patches. Yeah, you need him for darts. There's That's somebody like that out there. There is, they're out there. There's somebody out there. But, yeah, no, we lost uh, last night one to four. Are you having enough sodas? No. I, we, I, I didn't drink that much last I'm night. Just, I didn't really Darts maybe equals that. I'm just, are you priming up before and during? And you might just like, maybe you need to start a little early. I don't all, think you get know. Get all up and down and let's go. I don't think you know what you're talking about. I'm, I don't know anything about darts, yeah. but I know how to get prepared. For golf. Yeah, same thing. It's a sport. 
and and maybe a youth sports event. Nope, don't do that. I coach. All right, my bad. But your I, wife then. True story. We all know how to prepare. Okay, so you need to learn how to prepare better. We'll see. Maybe you know. Maybe the season started a little quick and we just weren't prepared. Maybe the season. <laughs> you just be said it. You're not prepared. We practice. You do have a sweet hat on the day, by the way. Will Wilson got a new hat. I did. This is thanks to uh, my buddy Justin. Thanks, Justin. Who I work with down at the bar. Number one, he's got the best hat collection out there. Uh, but he had me for Secret Santa, and he got me a few hats. This is one of them. And I'm, I'm, I, I like I'm it. I'm in love with it. I yeah. love it. I'm in love with it. It's a it. nice old T-Wolves hat. I love it. It's good. Good stuff. You know, funny enough, before we get to Robin Washett, so yesterday, uh, you know, we talked about, I forgot how we got on, like, the college experience and things like that, and I said a few things about myself. About like earrings and tattoos and stuff, I surprised That's people. That's right. I surprised people when I talked to people when I got to work. That listen. Well, yeah. I mean, I was surprised too. Like imagining you with uh, earrings and 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 what what else was it? Uh, tattoos. Tattoos. Yeah, I mean, it's just not like you. Yeah, people were surprised, shocked because I often forget some of the uh, great people that um, work with us and for us. Um, Listen to the show on on a uh, daily. Yeah, I'm getting. I mean, t- what's, what's this? T- yeah, I don't. I I can't see that on you. It doesn't seem like something you would look good with. No offense. <laughs> Text my buddy JB back out in oh yeah JB North Carolina, sending the old patches, throwing the the wrenches. He probably knows you with uh, your earrings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we all. You mean most people go through some kind of phase. That was mine. So you admit it was a phase. Yeah. But I wore them all the time, man. I wore them. I went to practice, took them off after practice, put them right back in. Wore them all the time. I haven't gone through any phase like that. I mean, I'll, I'll have to find some pictures for you. So I'm sure there's pictures somewhere at the house or yeah, something. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would like to see that. I used to wear a cutoff all the time, like these cutoff shirts after practice. Yeah. The tats. Oh, yeah. Earrings, all that stuff. Yes, I surprise people. So North Carolina. North Carolina. All right. Let's get Robin. Wash it. Oh, it's Robin. I'm Robin's been through a phase. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm asking about phases. And I'm asking about uh, preparation for events. And we'll talk hoops. Look at that. The new year. It's a new month. We got the first dial. Boom. Done. What's up? Robin Washington, HuskerOnline.com. What's up, buddy? Just partying all day, every day. <laughs> At 9 a.m., that's respect. That's 9 a.m., yes. That's Robin Washington. Just ripping coffees, hanging out. It's see, all good. See, that's perfect what I was going to ask you. I got a couple fun ones, like we always do. Will Wilson is in a dart league, okay? Nice. They're not very good. Oh, they, they, they're awful. They, they're awful. <laughs> They're awful. So I was trying to like he needed like a coach or something like dodgeball patches coming in to help him somehow. But we got into talk about prep. He's not prepping right. He's not right. getting started on time. Like I said, I, look, man, I know Robin Washington. I know myself. I know my wife, Stace. You prep for things. It's like when you're going to go play darts or talk to certain people about certain teams, you got to get yourself prepared and have drinks before. That way you can get through it. 
Am I right? Like the, it's all about prep. Well, especially with bar games. I mean, there's a wheelhouse where you know you you need a few drinks, but not too many drinks. There's that window where mm-hmm. like you're just like unstoppable at all games. Like it's the same thing with like bags or horseshoes or cornhole or, or uh, Look, darts or wh- whatever it may be. Like there's a window there where like you can literally be like one of the best players in the world. But if you have a couple drinks too many or a couple drinks too few, you just can't, you can't reach that level. So there's, there's certainly a sweet spot that you got to be able to find if you really want to be an elite competitor in a bar game like dark. Look, I've seen Robin wash it prep just perfectly. And he See, is the problem one of the is best. That, you know, like I prep and I get to that window, and then I just don't stop, and then you know, it just becomes a total mess. So for I, what I look. I've seen him prepping for that window, but I just, I don't stay there long enough. Listen, I tell you right now, that peak Robin prep in a fantasy football draft, you can't talk more crap, and you can't even fire back at the guy because he's so good at it when he gets to that level. Yeah, I'm ready for everything. I mean, I know, I know some of just the lame like shots these guys are going to try to take at me. So I've got a full arsenal of responses that. Quiet them up very quickly. Robin Washit is um, uh, the movie Nine Mile when he walks in for the last rap battle. Did you just say Nine eight Mile? Eight Mile. Eight Mile. Sorry, Nine Mile. Sorry, sorry. Eight Mile. Sorry. I was just. I was like, this is perfectly set up, and I messed it up. But Eight Mile. He How is, old are you? He is. He, he is Eminem B Rabbit right there at the last rap battle. He already knows. Yeah, it's it's one of the best scenes of all time. But yeah. I don't know how that relates to a dart game. Well, you, that's prep. Yeah, he wasn't drunk though. It was legit prep, but he already mentally prepped. He's like, I know what they're gonna say. He now. threw up. Done. That's he all threw it up. We're just telling you, young man. He, you he need came in with a plan. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. You need to prep better. Fair enough. That's uh, all. There was one more thing we were gonna ask. I you, was gonna Robin. ask Robin Wash at this as well because Robin is a um, gentleman. He's a scholar, but I know this. I said a bunch of stuff yesterday. We talked about college and things like that, and I surprised people yesterday by some facts about myself. The fact mm. that I have tattoos. And that I yep. had three earrings and po- and I had a tongue ring in college. And it's a phase. People go through these. But I shocked the wow. world yesterday. Yeah, I, I didn't know about the tongue ring. Yeah, that's I mean, one I don't talk the earrings, about. The earrings, like, isn't too surprising because, you know, you grew up in the era where earrings were really popular. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, tongue ring, that's that's news to me. That's yeah, weird. But, but, don't, but I'm telling <laughs> Will, like, I think people go through phases, and that was a phase of mine, was the earring phase, and then we started the tattoos, and we gave plasma to buy tattoos. I mean, that shouldn't be a shocker. <laughs> people get plasma. You get plasma to do a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. I, you know, that was like a part-time job for me in college, giving plasma. It's yeah. phases. It's a, it's a long process now, let me tell you. I shocked uh, people, so... But I'm just trying to explain to Will that there's phases of life. We need to have a throwback day, and I want to see hooks in those earwings. Uh, Robin, what, <laughs> what what phase did you go Uh-oh. to go through? I had a earring for a little bit. Um, yep. Didn't didn't get too creative with it, but uh, <laughs> I did. I, I I was way into uh, the shell necklaces, like the puka shell puka necklaces. Shell necklaces. Oh. Like at one point, there was there was a stretch where I was wearing two. Two necklaces at once. Yes, I, I was a double necklace guy. Yes, very nice. That's awesome. See, and let me tell you, it it was awesome. It worked out for you, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was highly successful. I'll say honey, that. honey's everywhere. <laughs> he, had, he had arms over Robin, both girls. This might yeah. be the last time Robin's gonna go off the air and go, man. I that show. I don't, he, I don't get asked this anywhere else. <laughs> 
yeah, honestly, like uh, this is exactly how I figured we'd spend the first six minutes on following a Nebraska basketball game and National Signing Day. Well, yeah, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to put a damper on our ep- on our segment. Yeah. yeah, you know, we'll start off start off on a high note. Yeah, well, you know, going to it, Nebraska basketball since you went there, seventy two fifty six. Hey, man, a valiant effort, by the way, uh, from this. I mean, under man team, we know it. We, you know, everybody can talk about you missing two starters. Um, uh, last night you get you get you get a Herculean effort in the first half by uh, Sam Griesel, um, who does a phenomenal job. Sam Hoiberg gets his first start of his career, earn his way there. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think Illinois just too much, too late. The scoring drought uh, and a ton of turnovers in this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if it was about Illinois. Really, Illinois didn't play well. No. They got to the line a bunch, uh, benefiting from some strange foul calls. Uh, so that's kind of what, what what they did, uh, but they didn't shoot it well. They were terrible from three point range. Mm-hmm. Um, they had turnovers in their own right, uh, but Nebraska just couldn't get out of its own way. Um, you know, obviously the the fouls didn't help, but you turn the ball over what was it nineteen Not times, 19. give them twenty points off turnovers. Um, you know, they they shot okay, um, but it wasn't nearly enough to overcome. Getting, uh, you know, turning the ball over at that rate, getting beat once again on the glass, uh, you know, giving up uh, a pretty big discrepancy in second chance points, um, and really all the things that this team just can't afford to do. Um, you know, they they played well enough offensively to win that game, but all the other factors were uh, crippling to them, and it, it starts with the turnovers. That's become a real issue mm-hmm. with this team. Um, you know, I, I'm sure part of that has to do with not having Emmanuel Bandemel. Um, and the ripple effect is, you know, for one, you just have less experienced ball handlers having to facilitate more, but it also puts a lot more pressure on guys like Derek Walker, who he's got 21 turnovers in his last three games. I mean, that's insane for him. Or No, not 21. 16 turnovers in his last three games. He's got five the last two and six last night. So, I mean, that that's that's an issue when you know you're so reliant upon a guy like that and you know some of them are forced but a lot of them are um unforced where they're just mental mistakes by him and i just wonder how much this you know additional weight that he's having to shoulder as you know being a, a facilitator of the offense as a center is kind of maybe uh causing some issues for him so uh that that's a big problem um and you know Nebraska kind of is what it is on the glass right now without Jawan Gary, um, but just the the all around self inflicted errors. Uh, you can't go on the road and beat anyone. You know it, that game was set up for Nebraska to to maybe pull off a stunner, and mm-hmm. if they just would have stayed out of their own way, they probably would have had a chance. We I mean, knew it was a tie game with ten minutes left, and I don't know what more you can ask for when you go into that home stretch with the with a chance to to win. And then it completely got away from them um, just because they, they weren't able to score. They kept giving the ball away. Uh, and then free throws and fouls kind of ended up putting the slam of the door on them. We're talking to Robin Washit. So kind of adding to that, I mean, you mentioned the turnovers with Derek and how that is kind of uh, hurting the team. But then you hear Hoiberg say in his, in his postgame that, you know, we're, we're totally lost on the floor without Derek. So I'm sure, I'm sure that's just kind of a tough situation to be in where you need him on the floor, but also it's – it's it's kind of turning into maybe a liability. I hate using that word with Derek because of how good he is, but you know what I'm saying. 
Yeah, I just I think they're just asking too much out of him right now. Mm. Um, I mean, he's he's an op. He should be an option as a facilitator. He can't be your primary source of running the half court. And the ball's in his hands every possession, and he's having to do so much. Not just trying to work on getting his own shot, but you know, trying to create shots for others. And I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a really good passer out of the high post, but you know, you're just seeing him make some. I guess you you would normally call them uncharacteristic mistakes, but the fact that it's three games in a row now, I mean, I just wonder if the the totality of uh, Nebraska's roster situation is um, partly to do with with him, to where maybe he's trying to do too much, and maybe the uh, the responsibilities are maybe wearing him down a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's something that maybe we can ask Fred and even Derek if we get the chance. But um, there's clearly something. There's an issue there where, and I just don't know what the solution is because, like Fred said, when Derek's not on the floor, their offense goes into a shell. Derek Walker was plus ten. He turned the ball over six times and he was plus ten. Wow! Uh, in that game, I mean, he was the only uh, other. I think Sam Hoiberg was plus two in eleven minutes, and those were the only two positives, plus minuses in that game. And so, I mean, that that clearly shows you that in twenty three minutes with six turnovers, Derek Walker was and and fouled out, Derek Walker was still plus 10 in that game. So, I mean, like, that that's a perfect example of what, what Fred's talking about. And I don't know what the answer is because they can't afford to not have him out there mm-hmm. and they need him to do so much. But at the same time, clearly uh, it's it's a lot for him to, to have to handle, you know, just worrying about being a productive scorer and a primary source of offense while also – uh, making sure everybody else gets going um, by being a primary facilitator. Yeah, Robin Wilson. I think there's it's a lot to handle for him, but also, I mean, there's so many other things. Obviously, you got the injuries out there, but you had, I don't, I mean, you probably know. Is this the sixth, seventh, or eighth different starting lineup right now? Right, seventh, seventh, seventh. different starting lineup. You started three freshmen in the game last night, and and you look down and like you've got maybe the pressure on Walker, the turnover issues. You got three freshmen in the lineup. And then you got a couple guys that aren't that they're just in a funk that aren't at like adding any value right now. I think the whole combination is what's a struggle. Yeah, I mean it's just kind of what their roster is right now. Uh, the injuries are obviously a huge part of that discussion. Um, but you know Nebraska's lineup was already kind of facing some issues even before those guys got hurt. Mm-hmm. So um, they kind of just are what they are right now. And you know there's there's been some some positives, you know, seeing a much more aggressive Sam Greasel certainly was critical. Um, they they need him to do more. He shot the ball 17 times, and I think that was more than the shot attempts he'd had in the previous three games combined. So, I mean, clearly there was a an emphasis on him being a more aggressive shooter, taking the shots when they're there, and you know, not worrying about being an unselfish player. Nebraska needs him to be selfish at this point. Uh, so, and you see flashes from you know, guys like Casey three games ago, Sam Hoiberg two games ago. Um, but again, it's, it's just one of those deals where it just seems like Nebraska can only have one guy play well per night. <laughs> they, yeah, they never get allowed. two to three or four guys that are all clicking. Um, it's, it's one or two guys and no one else. And then again, that was the issue last night where you have two guys in double figures, and that's it. And uh, you take out Sam Greasel's scoring production, um, there really wasn't 
much of anything uh, from anybody else that that's on the floor right now. And so, you know, I guess Nebraska is trying to do all they can to try different lineups and um, maybe create some sparks with giving guys different opportunities. But right now, just the the wild inconsistency from game to game from the majority of this roster uh, is as much of an issue for 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 this team. As, as anything else, just using to have no idea what you're going to get from any given player on, on any given night. We're talking to Robin Washit. You know, knowing what you just said and knowing what we've seen the past few games and knowing the injuries we have, looking at the rest of the season, what would you set the over under <laughs> on wins? I don't know. One. <laughs> let's say let's say the one, one and a half. Okay. Because they got a favorable one. I mean, Minnesota is really bad. They already beat them, albeit with their full complement. But, you know, that's a game that, in theory, should have a pretty good chance at. Um, and then, you know, they got a home stretch here where if they can somehow figure out all these self-inflicted issues, you know, maybe they'll, they'll at least have a chance at. So I'll, I'll put it at one and a half. Um, I think they get one more win. Um, and if they can steal another you know, that's, that's icing on the cake, if you want to call it that. <laughs> got Robin watching. com. Robin, I mean, obviously now you've got like a lot of the a lot of the chatter starting to pick up for Fred for Coach Fred Hoiberg. If uh, the season blah 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 this and that, we should be looking at maybe uh, turning the page. I'm in one. I think I've seen enough. I thought I saw even more last night a little bit when they fought with the stuff that they've been battling. Uh, I'm in the the camp of man. You let this thing play out until it doesn't play out anymore with Coach Hoiberg. Yeah, I mean, I I get both sides of the the argument here. Um, and you can look at the overall body of work, and it's as bad of a four year stretch as Nebraska mm-hmm. basketball, and that's not saying something has ever seen. So, I mean, like, how do you continue to justify rolling this thing out there, thinking there's going to be any? sort of improvement. So, I mean, I, I get that case. I understand why some fans are uh, done with this. And, you know, the, the, the answer of who you're going to get that's better, well, you could probably get pretty much any coach out there that could at least replicate what Nebraska's been over the last four years from a win-loss standpoint. But the other side of that conversation is don't worry about what happened the last three years just because of how different this season has been from the, from the rest of Fred Hoiberg's tenure here, where uh, you know they they are a different style of team. You, know, you have different types of players. They have a much different philosophy on what they want the identity of this program to be. And you've seen immediate signs of uh, success from taking on that identity, where you you have the the big wins and. You can't diminish those. You can't diminish the fact that uh, for the first time in 20 years, they went to Omaha and beat Creighton, and they whipped Iowa at home, and they sh- should have beaten Purdue. And so, like, you know, as far removed as we're getting from those games, they're still there, and those are still tangible evidence of what this new vision of Fred Hoiberg's Nebraska team could be. And so, like, if you – you can talk yourself into maybe viewing year four as a year one, just because of how much of a 180 degree pivot uh, this this whole plan has been since the end of last season. So, um, in that sense, you know why not give them another year? You know, where to you give them another chance to, um, you know, 
continue to develop all these young guys that are learning the hard way right now. Um, you know, Jamarx Lawrence, Denham Dawson, Wilhelm Breidenbach, uh, all those young guys, they're going to be better for what they're dealing with right now. I mean, these, these minutes that they're playing, um, night in and night out, in the Big Ten grind are going to be invaluable for their development. And then you got to trust that um, the staff, this new staff that Fred Hoiberg's built, is going to be able to continue to develop those guys to where they're much different players next year than what they are right now. And if you add in some dynamic transfers, which they were really close to get some game changers this last offseason. You know, they should have had Keontae Johnson. You know, they they got a kid, uh, um, the dude from that's at Kentucky right now, that should be starting for the Wildcats. Uh, and so, I mean, and they were right there with Baylor Shireman at Creighton. So, you know, if they can get one of those guys and pair it with these building block type, I won't say role players, but, you know, kind of foundational pieces, maybe that's the difference. Maybe that's what takes Nebraska over the top. So, you know, I, again, I see both both cases to where, you know, on one side it's year four and you're looking at another 10 or 11 win season. Uh, on the other side, you look at how different this year has been compared to previous years. Uh, you maybe talk yourself into giving another chance. My whole X factor in all this, though, I think the last thing Travis wants to do is spend another $11 million bucks. Booyah. So unless things get just so brutal to where fans stop showing up and uh, the team quits uh, and it's just this just awful, embarrassing product uh, over this last month or so of the season, um, then I think that they're going to go and try to give Fred one more year to try to get this thing done. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Robin Washington. Robin, moving out over to football and National Signing Day, kind of catch us up. What are you expecting today, and then um, what have we missed so far uh, this morning? I've been mildly paying attention to it. I'm going to go to the press conference here at 2 o'clock. And then, uh, you know, I know that there hasn't been too many surprises. I think it's been pretty status quo at this point. Um, so, you know, we'll see uh, if there's any other late charges. I don't think anything's expected. Um, but pretty much all the guys that have signed have been either committed for a while or were expected to commit for a while. So um, I think the more interesting thing is you look at the number of mm-hmm. high school, junior college recruits in the transfer portal era. I think Nebraska's got as many or close to as many as any team in the country right now, well over 30 uh, high school, junior college signees over the last two signing days. So, I mean, it's an interesting look into how Matt Rule is building this roster where, you know, a lot of coaches would come in and try to get good right away and build for 2023 right out of the gates where um, they're, they're doing that to an extent, but they're also uh, have, a, have a clear long-term vision with the amount of youth that they're bringing in that um, they plan on developing and uh, setting themselves up for years down the road. So I think that's probably my biggest takeaway is, you know, there hasn't been any like stunning signing day flips or anything like that, but just the overall work that the staff has been able to do on the recruiting front and, and kind of the, the inside look at what their maybe long-term plan is, um, is, is pretty interesting, especially just considering the, the transfer era that we're living in. Yeah, I think it's well. I think they're getting like say close to thirty, forty scholarship additions coming up. Mm-hmm. But Robin, you know, also I want to ask because I asked um, Munson this yesterday, and I just find it, um, I don't know, maybe it. I said it took a coach that really hasn't ever been to Nebraska 
that has embraced Nebraska finally, because we didn't see that in our previous regime. The fact that they've, uh, I think Ed Foley and the staff, they visited like 75 Nebraska high schools. Yeah, like, I think Foley by himself is like, <laughs> gone to 75. Like, why, isn't that crazy that it took that to like, you know, and again, it's, it's not that you're going to go out and get the kids from wherever, right? They're visiting high schools just, and I think it's more of like showing that they care about Nebraska, they understand Nebraska, and you get those kids that are in those Nebraska high schools and they see the end, and that coach or whoever's been there, and you're like, they start dreaming about being a Nebraska football player. But they, this staff has really embraced Nebraska. Yeah, I think that's that's what it's all about, where the the prospects are one thing, but it's kind of the, the long, again, going back to their long-term plan where they're getting out and getting face-to-face conversations with not just coaches and players and athletic directors, but you know, people in the community. Mm-hmm. And they're reconnecting with the most important asset that Nebraska football has, and that's its fan base. And so they, they, they understand how crucial that is for, for Nebraska to be the program that it ultimately wants to be again. Uh, the fans are going to be a critical part of that. So um, that's a big part of why they're doing this. But again, also, it's like you said, where you never know in two or three years when some kid in middle school right now is going to uh, become a, a blossoming prospect that, you know, because of the work you're putting in right now, uh, you know, maybe there's a, a connection there with Nebraska football that there might not have been had this staff not made the efforts to, you know, reconnect with the rest of the state. So, um, it's a, you know, Matt Rules is playing chess right now, and he's got a lot of he's he's got moves three or four ahead of uh, you know the the move he's making right now that he plans on making down the road, and you know it's 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 good to see a coach and a staff that have that type of foresight to where it's not just a reactionary method where they're they're pretty calculated in everything that they're doing right now, and you see that in a, in a multitude of examples both. With stuff like that, just going out and um, you know embracing the state, but also with kind of their plan with how they're building their roster right now, right out of the gate. Uh, I just saw a couple of tweets, by the way. All of five anticipated signees have officially signed. They'll enter the twenty-three class with thirty-nine newcomers. Thirty-nine. Wow. There's your number. Thirty-nine. Yeah, and it's a good blend too. Yep. I mean, you're getting some transfers that can help you right away, but like I said, you're getting a really good core group that. You know, the staff prides itself on development. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see kind of what all these newcomers look like in two to three years as, as they kind of get entrenched in this program with the staff. I feel like what you just described was exactly how you approach fantasy football and what you've done over the years uh, leading up to a couple of weeks from now where you're, I think you're sitting nice for the old championship. No, well, i got some work to do yet, but... You know, it's 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 a long term vision. You know, Matt Rule and I both uh, like to play 4D chess when it comes to our football, and uh, you know, this this was a long game where we went through some lean years, but uh, the, uh, the 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 fighting Pollocks are are right back in it and uh, on the doorstep of finally getting our names back on that championship trophy again. I'll be sitting there, like I said, I'm going to finish fourth, predicting fourth right now. And so it's also been a uh, you and I are playing the. The long game right now this week until next week, too. For a week. Yeah, are we going to have to push this through into next week, too? Uh, we'll see. And we'll see what happens, too. I'm enjoying the situation. I mean, uh, it looks like maybe tomorrow is the only day that it could have a breakout session. 
Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Potentially. So, all right, Robin, man, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for taking the time with us, brother. We'll talk to you real soon. Sounds good to see you. Thanks, Robin. Robin dot com. If you miss anything from that long segment, and it's electric. That was a good one. Uh, you can catch it after the show at ESPNLincoln.com. You like you just like shaking your head at me today. I mean, it's it's been a good show. It's just the things, the topics we're we're discussing. You're right. It's uh, it's kind of off the walls. It was. We got that's okay for us, right? I want you to walk in someday with your earrings on. I will. I can't. I have to redo the like yeah, the redo holes. it. Just go to Claire's right. and get it done. <laughs> Claire's. Oh well, my ears. <laughs> go with your daughter. <laughs> I almost. I'm not going to talk bad about you. They might. All right. We better take a break. Let's take a break and let's come back. That. Uh, something that has been on repeat for the last two years now and talk a lot of NFL.